Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Chatting with Nat. It's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having international Latin artist whose name is actually Camille Aramburu, but she goes by Camille as an artist. Uh, she's an international Latin artist, like I just said, from Buenos Aires, Argentina, currently based in Brooklyn, New York. From a very young age, Camille developed an interest for music and songwriting, which eventually led her, her to Los Angeles, California, where she received her bachelor's degree in performing arts. After graduating in 2018, Camille went back to Buenos Aires, where she collaborated with producers that helped propel her music to the public. Her first single, Quiero, gained a remarkable response. Since then, she's been captivating audiences all across the world with her music, while also collaborating with art artists from the United States, Mexico, Colombia, Spain, and other countries. Now settled in New York, Camille has performed all over the city and worked with several producers and artists hoping to keep amplifying her global reach. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Hello, hello. Thank Hi, you so much Camille. for having me. Oh, thank you. You know, I have to give everyone a round of applause and a warm welcome <laughs> because my two little hands just can't do you just. They just can't. It just, it just can't happen. Um, I love it. <laughs> how have you been during this, what would I call it, crazy cray-cray time in our lives? These past couple of years, three years have just been out of this world. I know. Yeah, it's a real, honestly. And I guess the best thing that I could do during this time was kind of, you know, go back to sort of like really trying to figure out who I am and trying to like become a better person. You know, that's that's really all that I had control over during this whole time. Um, And so, yeah, that made me just focus a lot on my art and also get involved in like some social causes throughout the whole pandemic. And even after that, um, so, yeah, that's kind of been sort of what I've been doing, just trying to work on my music and try to be a better person because the world is just crazy, and I don't think it's going to get any less crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It feels very know. apocalyptic. It's, just, I mean, that's it's what I was pretty surreal. Say. It feels like Armageddon. I mean, just the other day, I mean, a couple of days ago, I was reading that in Europe there's like a new variant, variant and I call it um, Armageddon. <laughs> I don't call it both. I don't <laughs> it, it, it's it's very just, I mean, just ridiculous at this point. Um, and so one of the questions I like to ask is this. Well, we both know that with the pandemic, there was definitely some cons. People died. People lost friends, families. People lost limbs. Um, people are still dealing with lingering effects. I got COVID, the first COVID. So I'm still dealing with lingering effects with that. So that sucks. Um oh. Yeah, and then, um, but there have been some pros. There have been some pros about this thing, believe it or not. Now, one of the craziest things, and I always tell people this, is I saw family members walking together outside. It's not, it shouldn't be a weird thing, but people really don't take the time to do that anymore. And then um, 
some colleagues decided to cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with their families. You have climate change. Oh, my gosh. The animals and Mother Nature were like, I hope these people don't come back because the pollution level actually went down because there weren't people in the streets. That was a wonderful thing at that point. Um, some people, there were a lot of articles about people quitting their jobs because what the pandemic did, it made people realize that life is really, really short and that they want to do something that's more exciting. Yes, we need money to survive, but why not do something that you enjoy while making the money? And then with artists, a lot of artists, some artists decided to rebrand. Some artists decided not to do music anymore. Some artists decided to be a more effective player. You know, there was a lot of self-introspection. One of the things we talk about, you know, is, is trying to be a good person or a better person and stuff like that. But was there anything else you thought about in regards to your music? Um, do you want to be more of an effective player? Do you Did you try to rebrand? What is it that you want people to know you at musically? Oh, absolutely. Is it, if there's something that I do is think a lot about things in general and, of course, music and my career. But I guess throughout this whole time, truly, um, I don't know if I necessarily, like, rebranded. I think that I have a very pretty clear brand um, and it feels very true to me but I will say that I've I've been trying this whole time to just keep growing as an artist and keep pushing boundaries because I really think that that's how you know new things come along and how you just like ex- explore new genres and just new ways of working with people and that will always take you to a whole bunch of different places that, you, that I can't even tell you right now because it's all right. in the process and it keeps changing um, but that's really one one main thing for me. Like when it comes to my music, I just I had all this time, um, and and I was able to. I, I I guess I've always been working with people across the world just because of my music being in Spanish, and you know Spanish is spoken in a lot of languages. And now of course I have stuff in English as well, so it's pretty international overall. So I've been working with artists throughout the world for a while now but you know we were all stuck at home it was a very like joint sentiment worldwide of course so I guess I was able to also just reach out a little bit more Mm. um, to other people that maybe before the pandemic they were a little bit too overwhelmed with what they had going on and with touring and whatever and they couldn't really have the time to just you know have a session um, via zoom you know which has its, its challenges but yeah mainly that that's 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 what I've been doing when it comes to music and something that I've always been wanting to do, but I guess this whole pandemic has just reinforced it for me. is just right. being able to do good with my art, not just through my art, but just, you know, like I, I really have a plan of just starting these, like they're called centros culturales, um, which is basically like, I don't know how to really translate them in English, but basically it's like a sort of like a foundation, I would say, but not really where people can take, classes and um and there's also shows that you have it's, they're like pretty big back home right. in other countries uh, across the world and i i've always wanted to do that and you know now it's just clearer than ever to me that i just want to be able to grow with my art make a significant amount of money to just give back to communities particularly like the latino community and specifically back home in argentina and then expand you know not just to where i'm from but hopefully across the world even if possible you know sounds a bit right. ambitious but it's just yeah I'm, I'm, I really care about what like what I, I really meant what I said about trying to become a better person you know and in order to do that you have to just be uncomfortable and push boundaries mm. and just you know spend a lot of time with yourself and do right. things that I 
I've been doing and I want to keep doing and I know that there's a lot more to be done but yeah that's pretty much it (laughs) I hope I hope and I wish everybody follows your lead because there are a lot of people that need to become better people in this world there's just just so much yeah there's so much to be done and it's just so scary to me that you know we have this like this this apocalyptic lifestyle in a way with certain things and and we become more and more detached from our human experience and just like bringing each other together like there there seems to be way more of a reason to disagree than there is to agree and it's it's really hard to move forward like that you know so I don't know through art and just trying to be present and a better person and being around other people that are like that I think that you know you can make a little a little change and slowly make it bigger and bigger but it takes a lot of work and a lot of just hard times and just being with yourself and having uncomfortable situations and just even making songs that suck like I I don't know I've been in the studio and I've done stuff that I'm just like this sucks but you know I had to go through that to get to something better and and not judge myself so much there's so much judging overall and especially with the industry that I'm in like everyone is constantly just like trying to bring each other down and there's just I don't know I don't I don't I don't have the time and I don't want to have the time for that you know I want to just focus on doing something that's worth it you know and bringing people down is just not my mo at all it's not your thing well I'm glad it's not your thing no (laughs) no yeah no I agree with you I think the world has a lot of growing to do um based on what I'm seeing all the time in the world. And, you know, during the whole election, George Floyd pandemic era, and now Ukraine, you know, you have to, I always pinch myself in the morning to see if I'm living in this type of era. I mean, I know racism Mm -hmm. has always been there, um, but it's just been brought to the forefront. Even in Ukraine, there's racism, but I've I've pushed that aside because I would not want to be in in the situation uh, where the, what what the Ukraine people are dealing with right now is just her, her, horrific, and all I can do is just pray for these people. I just it was just it's just it's very sad times, and I think that people forget about um, how they're living and the freedoms that they have. You know, a lot of people are joking about <clears throat> the rising gas prices and stuff like that, and it sucks. But I'm sorry, I rather have a rising gas prices than live in the Ukraine right now. And knowing that I may live, may die, and watch my family and friends, you know, uh, get bombed. <laughs> yeah, and the truth is, is that there's been communities and, and countries that have been at war for years, even before yeah. all this with Ukraine, you know? Like, you even have, like, Israel and Palestine. You have just so much conflict all across the world. And it's it's really scary because you, you see how – you just look back in history and you see how this has been, like, an ongoing thing. It's not – it's nothing new. It's just – you know, I feel like now with media and just people just thinking that they have an opinion, just, you know, there's like a lot of information all the time. And so what might have been a little bit like maybe what hasn't been on our mind all the time, now it is because we have access to it constantly. And at the same time, no access at all because there's so much that's just misinformation or people's opinions that somehow become facts. And yeah, I don't know. It's very easy for people to also just focus on like to complain what you were saying about the gas crisis you know it's very easy to just like stay in your mindset and just like focus on only what you have and and complain about what you don't or what you had and now you don't anymore and realistically there's always going to be worse and 
I guess in a way there's always going to be better too, but I don't know. I think it's important to just have some sort of perspective and awareness. And that's what I think is somehow lacking nowadays. And although we're trying, you know, there's definitely been worse times with certain issues, you know, before women couldn't vote or, you know, there was like, it's like a gradual, very slow process into some, like, how would I say it? Like, just things getting better, but at the same time, like, with everything that's going on, we're like, is it really getting better? I don't know. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but yeah, I guess I'm just, me and the people that I'm around, we're just trying to not be that type of people, you know, and just listen. I think there's a whole lot of talking and not so much listening. Um, and I even bring that up in my own music. Like I have a voice memo of my mom saying like, sometimes it's better to just, you know, listen and not talk. Because, right. You know, you, you, a lot can happen when you just listen instead of just right. talking constantly. You can constantly. learn. You um, can learn. Yeah. You can when that happens. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, so in regards to your music, what was it about the music industry that made you say, okay, Camille, this is this music and me. I have to be one with the music. Um, what inspired you to get into the music industry? I kind of have always wanted to do this. Um, ever since I was really young, I have such vivid like memories and dreams of me just seeing myself on stage and touring and just collaborating with other artists and whatnot. Um, and I guess throughout time, you know, as I got older, there's always a, well, it's one in a million. Are you sure about this? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, but I always kept going, not necessarily like professionally, but I was always, you know, writing my own little poems and going to my singing lessons and trying to learn some music because it was always something that I was passionate about. And I guess um, when I got out of high school, my plan was to come here to the U.S. and and study music and focus on that. And then, you know, there were some trials and tribulations, and I ended up studying something else. And I was honestly miserable. Like, I just, I realized that it's kind of impossible for me to just leave that aside. Like, I need to make music my priority. I really do. And that's what got me into the music industry. It's not really like, oh, I definitely want to be rich and famous and whatnot. It's more so like I need to make music to live and like understand the world. Like that's how I can make some sort of sense of the world around me, you know, and that's how I cope with everything and how I, I don't know, somehow justify my existence in this world is like, I don't know, I'm not trying to get too deep, but um, yeah, that's sort of how it's been for me. And so I'll just, take on whatever I got to take on in order to just keep doing that and keep finding joy in music and working with other people and And, yeah eventually hope to just keep growing and growing and doing it more and more but that's really it I just I don't really see a plan b and that's why I'm just doing this truly yeah no and that's awesome because we need more people like you uh, to create music to make a difference in somebody else's life because whatever you're going through and you write about, you sing about it, somebody else is going to gravitate to that. They're going to be be like, oh my gosh, this person gets me. This person understands me. I've got to have more of Camille. I can get throughout my day because of Camille. And I always tell, you know, people that, artists specifically, that music is our superpower. Because music moves mountains. It heals people. You know, you can play it when you're angry, happy, sad, whatever. It's just a, a great um, it's a great thing. It's just a great thing to have to be able to do. So kudos 
for all of us to have that superpower. Um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, we all have these, like, little gifts that we bring to the table, and we're somehow all just playing together and creating things together. Like, that's that's how I see art in general, you know? It's just everyone has this little gift that you get to explore and expand throughout right. your time in this earth and then, you know, play and have fun and create worlds and faces and feelings and emotions and whatever, like music videos, you know, everything. Exactly. Like it's just, it's all very playful to me, you know, and I feel like a lot of us humans throughout, you know, as time goes on and we get older, we just lose that, that essence of playfulness and wanting to just enjoy and have fun and create for the sake of creating because that's what we're, I don't know. That's partially what we do as humans, you know? So, yeah. I, no, I, I want to keep playing. I agree with you 100%. Now, how important is it for you to be authentic in your music? Oh, it's so important. Truly, like, non-negotiable for me. I don't know. I, I, I can't even really think of a way of, I don't know, like, I've steered away from opportunities that didn't feel authentic, authentic okay. because it was, I don't know, I felt like I was putting on some suit that just didn't fit me, you know? It just, it doesn't feel right. Um, and I think that people can catch on to that. It's very easy for people to notice when you're not being real. Um, right. Even if it's not right away, down the line people will see. Because, um, you know, it'll all fall through the cracks and it's not going to really make sense because it's not you, so... Um, it's extremely important, and I, I really bring that um, energy whenever I work with new people or wherever, whenever, wherever I go. I try to be as authentic as possible, and not just with my sound and, like, what I'm trying to say, but also with my demeanor and just, you know, like, I don't know. If I'm maybe not having a good day, I don't want to mask that and be like, hey, like, I'm having a great time, you know, like, just right. be real. Because when you're real, more, like, I feel like there's more, like, um, like, I don't know, like, the juice is a lot, uh, how do I say it, like, juicier, for lack of a better yeah. word, like, I don't know, you it know is. what I mean, like, you'll squeeze a lemon that's kind of old if it's not, uh, if you're not being real, that's how I see it, but, you know, everyone has their own yeah, opinion, and this is just mine. I totally agree, uh, one of the things I learned during the pandemic, after taking webinar after webinar on music, and on music, and stuff like that, is that they said that you know, people were gravitating more towards authentic things. That's why they say the videos on TikTok, the most popular ones are the authentic, people being authentic because when people watch those, they think, oh, I can do that too. They're, they're looking at mainstream artists. They're not thinking that they can do that. They like the people that are just being themselves and being real. And so I think that also stems from the fact that, you know, we've just been through a pandemic and the elections and there's so much fake this, fake that that people need, they need hope. They need something to hold on to. They need a happy place. And so that yeah. allows them to, to get to that place. So, yeah, yeah, the thing right now is being authentic. And my, my new thing this year is I, I create my own narrative because a lot of times people accept narratives written about them just so they can get ahead. And I just don't believe in that. If I see something that's wrong that's written about me, I go back to the people and say, nope. That's not right. Got to change it. You got to take it down. You know, I don't. Yeah, like how it's. I don't know. It's crazy to me how you, how people can just put you know all their their uniqueness, like who they are, <laughs> onto the hands of someone else. Like they just met you. How would they know you more than you? Like you've lived in this exactly. body and with this soul your whole life. Like 
it's up to you to figure it out. And it takes time, you know, I'm constantly like, I feel like it's not a static thing. I don't think that we're just like this person forever. Like I, I think we're meant to just, you know, grow and change and, and things that maybe we saw in the past, we don't think anymore. I think that that's completely right. normal, but, um, but you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. You know, it's, it's kind of easier sometimes I think um, to have other people just tell you who you are, you know, and just be like, okay, yeah, this is me. Fine. I'll, I'll feed into this. But sooner or later, it catches up to you, I, I believe. I really think it does. And especially as an artist, like with someone that, you know, like people could like look up to you or just like they might not know you on a personal level, but they know your art. Like I think it's so important to be as close to them as possible. And if I'm not being real, how am I ever going to be close to you, you know? Exactly. I had people just tell me like, oh, like I was having a bad day and I just put on all your music on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever. Um and, you know, I, I felt uplifted. Like, I don't, I didn't feel like I did anymore. And that's, you know, a little bit because of your music. And that just means the world to me. Like, as you said, like, we might, during these times, we might need someone or, or something to kind of uplift us. And maybe it's hope or maybe it's just feeling like you're not alone. You know, I think that a lot of us just, you know, feel terrible when we have that sense of feeling alone and just having someone else like sing a song and you're like oh damn like I kind of feel that way too or maybe I don't but somehow I I relate to this and so that makes me feel like I'm not alone and even if we were the world's gonna blow up tomorrow we'll all be together (laughs) now um what genre what is your genre you have a specific genre oh this is this is a question yeah people Um, hate so People yeah, hate. it's just, you know, it it's, somehow ties into what we were talking about, be, being authentic, you know, like, right. I, I do identify with Latin R&B, I would say a little more like alternative R&B sometimes, because I don't necessarily fall right on the R&B category all the time, right. um, but, you know, definitely some of that, um, I have some, some pop influences, but, yeah, as I was saying, like, part of my authenticity is sort of just, like, Sorry, there's like a plane coming by right now. Do you hear that? I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm out here on my deck, so. Um, yeah. Anyways, what I was saying is like, yeah, part of being authentic, I think, is just, you know, changing and like having new sounds and exploring new things. So, the the question of like, what's your genre? I like, I can I can tell you that, sort of all of them. You know, like not all of them, of course, but I kind of want to just keep exploring and not just say oh yeah I only make Latin R&B or like I only sing in Spanish or I only sing in English like no why you know like I don't know (laughs) I'm I'm the one writing the songs like I can just do what I want like it might not be good of course you might not like it but hey at least I'm trying it out it's interesting because back in the day um Somebody used to ask me that all the time. What's your genre? I say, I'm an artist. I create. And they said, no, no, no. What's your specific genre? And I kept saying, I'm an artist. I create. And I said, well, why is it that people always have to give you a specific genre? You know? Yeah, well, because it's easier to put things into boxes, you know? Like, our brains think in patterns and categories. And it's kind of hard to understand things when they're not put into these categories and so when you tell them oh I'm an artist and I create they're like oh what do you create like what what do I listen to like what's the BPM even (laughs) I don't know like people like to get as specific as they can because you know a lot of society works like that but that's not how art works I don't think yeah but I also explain it to the people like this you don't tell an artist that paints you don't ask them well you know 
what kind of art do you make? Oh, you can only just make one piece of art. And um, and I, I, I do all the genres minus opera and stuff like that, but um, I've gravitated more towards Americana because Americana has a lot of gen- genres within it. And you're songwriter, folk, jazz, blues, whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just say I'm Americana, but I do all these other genres. I, I agree with you. We shouldn't be stuck in a box. We should be able to say, you know, we're just, I'm an artist. I'm just making music. And what's great with you and I is because I sing in Spanish, French, Haitian, Creole, and English. We ha- we're, we're versatile. We, we can speak to many different people and they will understand our, our music. We can spread our, our, our messages further uh, than most. Um, now I'm going to play your song. Let me. I just want to say this right. I think it's "Space Inside My Mind." Uh, tell tell me what that song's about. So this song started. I was actually in LA when I started writing it. Um, I had this like like sort of like loop uh, loop sent to me with one okay. of the producers that I uh, I work with back home. He's one of the, um, he's my main producer in that in that EP that I just put out. He okay. sent me this like sort of loop um, that you that you're going to hear. It's like a little it sounds a little trashy, a little 80s. It's it's a sample. Um, and he sent me that and it sort of just like fueled me a little bit based on what I was going through at the time. Uh, and I just sort of started writing. Like I, a lot of times I just write a lot and then I'll I'll start editing. Um, and most times whenever I write, it comes with a melody that I have in my, uh, in my mind, particularly if I have some sort of melody already playing, like if I have a piano chord or like in this case, the sample loop. Um, and I just kept writing sort of like word vomiting a little bit. And that kind of ended up being most of the song. I didn't like edit it too much. Actually I did with the beat. Then we worked on the beat a lot and changed it up a bit and added a bunch of different elements to it. Um, but yeah, it was sort of like this word vomit. And then later, it, uh, like later as, as like the song progresses, it gets a, a little more repetitive with like the chorus. It's just like a sort of repetitive, like making, saying like making space inside my mind, making space inside my mind. Um, and I sort of saw it like a, some form of mantra at the time, you know, it was like all this that I kind of had in my brain. And then, you know, when sort of like, I don't know if you meditate at all, but sometimes mm-hmm. when you're meditating, like there's like a big stream of consciousness and a bunch of like things come to your mind and you keep saying the same word over and over or, or the same tune over and over. It depends, you know, whatever works for people. And that sort of clears your mind. And that's sort of what I wanted to create with this song. Like just, this is all that was going through my mind. And then just the repetitiveness and like that, um, that melody and even those lyrics had me just sort of like release all this tension and all this like, anger and sadness that I had inside of me. So, yeah, that's kind of how the song came about. All right. And I'm so thankful that the producers helped me just, you know, create that vision. Yeah, respected me and turned me out because, you know, as a woman in the industry, that's a whole other issue. (laughs) But, yeah, that's the song. Let me play it.
Actually, with my manager right now. Yes. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. What is your writing process like? And if you have writer's block, how do you deal with that? Oh, so I love talking about that because I think it's such big BS. Like the the writer's block. Like I totally understand it because, in a way, I've definitely been there. But a lot of times, I think it's an excuse. Like I really think that there's a lot of uh, like strategy and sort of like, like this is, you can, you can get very like methodical, I think is the word with this. Like you can take this very seriously, like a, like an Excel spreadsheet in a way. Like I really think a lot of creating is just being disciplined and saying, you know what, I got to do it today and I got to do it every day because that's the only way that I'm going to get better. And there's days where, you know, you feel a lot more inspired than others. And I think that's what we call like the writer's block, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't know what to write about. But just write anyway. Like, I think that a lot of times if you just do it anyway, something will come out of it. Something might not, but, you know, just sort of, like, remove the ego a little bit and not always think that you're going to create something magnificent and, like, the hit number one single of the world, you know? Like, just take it easy. Just keep going and, and, and write all the time. And that's sort of what I try to do. I try to write as much as possible. I write a lot on my phone just because I'm – usually on the go and like you never know what's gonna come to your mind or whatever so I have a bunch of voice memos and a bunch of just like notes on my phone uh and I usually just start with an idea that I want to write about or sometimes just like a line that came to me or or I just like you know just sat down and started writing and there's one thing that I liked and then I sort of try to just pull uh from other like artists a lot of times like I love listening to other music while I'm creating and then I sort of just sometimes even go on on beats on YouTube whenever I don't have like an easy access to my studio because right now where I'm at I don't have like a full equipped studio in at my home so it'll get tricky sometimes so I'll just go on YouTube sometimes figure out some sort of beat right on top of that and then I'll go to the studio and like create my own beat based on like everything that I've listened to everything that has been going through my mind at the time and yeah I'll just go from there but a lot of it starts with writing I will say like I'm pretty heavy on the writing for the most part um and the concepts within the writing and and when I mean writing not just like like actual words also melodies like I love just like creating ideas and concepts with melodies uh, and lyrics you know like like what I was telling you about the sort of like the the, the repetitiveness in the chorus at the end like it's like this whole concept of like a mantra you know within my my singing and the lyrics that I'm saying um so yeah I sort of just try to be real keep going and just keep on writing um, right. I don't have like a specific specific thing that I need all the time. Right. Um, yeah, I kind of just let it sort of take me on a journey usually. And sometimes yeah. I get frustrated and I write a little bit. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I can't. Not today. I'm done. Um, but I try. I try to push through as much as possible because I don't know someone once told me that like whatever idea comes to you, comes to you 
if you let it go, it can go to someone else. And that's always sort of like stuck with me. So I kind of try to just, any idea that comes to my mind, I just write it down or put it down on a voice memo or try to just put it on like um, Ableton or whatever I'm using. Um, but yeah, like I'll be in the subway sometimes just like whispering onto my phone, this like specific melody that I have in mind or, or just, yeah, walking around the park. You never know. You just always got to be ready. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, I can't be forced to write. I, I just can't. Like, I'll sit in front of the computer or a piece of paper, and I'm just staring at it, and words can't. I have to be moved by something to be able to write something on a, on a piece of paper, and then everything just flows like that. And, you know, I start out with, like, the chorus, and then I work around the chorus and just throw words. I like to use words that, you know, people don't normally hear as well. Um in songs, um, like phrases that people don't normally hear in songs, I like to be very different, and I like to write the way that I that I want to write. Like it's sometimes I'm sitting down, forcing myself to do chorus, chorus, verse, verse, verse. I'm like, why am I doing that? I don't have to do that. I just write the way I want. I, I write the way that I want the me- message to come out. And um, you know, I just love that process. Now, how, what do you? How do you like to perform? What do you like to perform? You know, what's your favorite song of yours to perform? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, You know, now that I have a full band, every song has its own experience, really. Uh, but I will say in the past, with like shows that I've done throughout the summer, Deseo, which is a, a single that I came out with last last year, that right. song's a lot of fun because it just, it has tempo switches and it sort of gets crazy at the end and there's a whole bunch of elements going on and it's, pretty experimental I would say like not crazy experimental but enough to have people be like oh what is this um and I I I love that reaction like I love people being a little like thrown off uh in a good way you know like it's like oh oh I wasn't expecting that oh okay um so that song is a lot of fun because of of that sort of it has this anticipation and then the tempo switch and yeah people really like that and they're sort of like intrigued and I just yeah I love getting that sort of like discomfort in a way because it's like they're liking it but also they're like what is this and I'm like oh just wait just wait and watch you know that's that's fun and then yeah the band that I work with they absolutely kill it so truly a pleasure to share a stage with them now what do you prefer a large venue or do you like a more intimate setting ah uh, so I'm gonna like it's definitely I gravitate way more towards uh, a bigger venue right. but it sort of depends I guess it, it, it what matters most is um, how much can I see the people like how close am I to people because um, if it's a sort of intimate venue but you know the lights are pretty dim and I'm on a stage and like I'm a little like away um, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier um, but definitely the more people there are I think the easier it is just because, I don't know, whenever I think of, of just a very intimate setting, I think of um, any family gathering or reunion that I've had growing up where, like, my parents were like, oh, she sings, sing us a song, and I just did not want to do that at all. Um, so I guess that's sort of why I, I would prefer bigger stages or, like, a bigger audience just because, I don't know, it wasn't fun for me, and I don't think it's fun for a lot of kids. You know, it's like, I let let me perform when I want to perform. Like I'm, I'm not this like toy that you can just be like, oh, she sings, have her sing. Like I don't know, it wasn't something that I enjoyed too much growing up. So I'm yeah. gonna say a bigger venue for sure. Bigger venue. All right. So yeah. I'm, 
I am going to play your song. I believe it's called Fool for Love. Now tell me what yeah, that's Yeah, that's my... Yeah, so that's, like, uh, my first, like, official track off the EP because it starts off with an intro that's not really, like, a full song, and then it goes into this. And this song, is, it kind of just talks a little bit of my my first experiences with falling in love and, and reminiscing well because it's not really based on a specific person. It's more so just a bunch of different moments in my life where I felt this, this type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and sort of my journey throughout my, my experiences with dating um, and how, you know, it hasn't gone too well in the past. But, right. you know, it's important to keep keep trying and just keep going and, and try it out and, and see it sort of as a a learning experience and, and some an opportunity for you to just, you know, expand your heart instead of shrinking it. I think it's very easy for us to, like, you know, fall in love, get hurt, and then become bitter and just right. unkind. And I don't know, to me it's like, okay, break my heart so that I can just, like, break it and then, like, explore it more and dissect it and then, you know, like, patch it up and, you know, become a better person. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to convey in the song and without further ado you can go ahead play (laughs) all right a veces sabes que cami es bueno hablar menos y escuchar más
applause. I love the round of applause. I wish I could have that just like on my phone to just like play it whenever someone says something. <laughs> it's like a little like effect box for me to have. I've thought, about, I've thought about doing that. I've thought about because I think that would be so cool. I was like, anytime somebody said I'm going to be like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What are what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Oh, uh, three things I wish I would have known. Um, uh, I guess I wish I would have known. Mm, this is a good one. I wish I would have not um, sort of like underestimated what I could do at first I think that like I I wish I would have trusted my my gut a little bit more at first because you know when you're when you're new and like you're starting out you you don't necessarily think that what's what you think is right you know you're like okay I'm new here I should be listening and just like you know not not necessarily following but you know like putting your head down a little bit more and I wish someone would have been like no don't do that like don't do that at all because that will get you into places that you don't want to be in um, right. So that's definitely one of them. Then, uh, what else? I wish I been, would have known how how like taxing things can be in in every way. Right. It wouldn't have necessarily like steered me in, in like in a different way. I think I would have just done it anyways. I'm the type of person I'm just like whatever. I'll do it anyways. I need to figure it out for myself. But I wish I would have known that just to I guess in a way like be more aware of how I could uh, hurt people throughout this. You know, I think that that's a big thing, you know, balancing your, like your personal life and like your career is really hard when you're doing this. And I feel like at first I wasn't really sure of how to navigate it Um, Mm -hmm. because I, I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know what was going on, you know, it's just like, Oh my God, this is taking up so much of my time. And like, it's kind of just, taking my energy from, from, I don't know, maybe like being present or being more kind. So that's one thing as well. Like I wish someone would have been like, Hey, just so you know, like you got to be really emotionally prepared for this because it's going to take a lot from you, you know? Um, So that's another one. And then what else? I'm trying to think. There's just so much, I'm sure. But when you're put put on the spot, then it's kind of hard and then, um, a couple of minutes go by and you're like, oh my God, all of these things. How could I have forgotten? Um, yeah, that music, but, music industry is hard. It's a lot of work. Yeah. That's one that most people, some people think, oh, I'm just going to do this and be famous, blah, 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 yada, yada. And it's not, it's not, it's like 24 7. 24 7. Totally, yeah. And and then I guess the, the, the mentality that I have now when it comes to genres, I wish I had it more. Um, slightly more present when I first started. Like, not even with the songs that have been out, like, just even before I started mm-hmm. releasing, like, what was holding me back a lot from releasing music was just this idea that I'm like, oh, I don't know what genre I am. I have to know exactly my audience and who to target, and, and I need to say I make pop music, or I need to say I make R&B, because that's what everyone told me, and that's how you become successful. And Yeah, I wish I would have just you know, had someone be like, just don't like, yeah, that matters. But you know, at the end of the day, just do what you want to do because it's for you before it's for anyone else. So whatever, just do whatever. 
genre feels right to you. So I guess those three things, um, which in a way are all tied together. But yeah, that's what I can think of right now. And what message would you, if you could give them a message to your younger self, what would you say? Just go for it. Just right. go for it, to not think for it, you know, to not think too much about it or not wait for someone to tell you that you got to do it, you know, just do it because you want to do it. Right. And if people don't get it, then whatever. <laughs> yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen to that. And lastly, what is a phrase, a quote, whatever it is that you like to use to push yourself throughout the day? Oh, uh, it's not, it's, it's not very PG, but like, fuck this, honestly, you know, I just get really in my head sometimes and it gets the best out of me. So, you know, I, I just, it's kind of like a way of me redirecting my, my thoughts and just like how I feel at the time. It's like, whatever, fuck this, like, I don't know, go for a walk, you know, or just put on a song, like, fuck this, like the amount of times I'll say that, um, it's probably more than what my parents would like, but hey. Uh. It works for now. I, I absolutely love it. If Not very poetic. Oh, well. It's okay. I'll poetry from my music. <laughs> but if that works for you, hey, that works for you. Um, well, Camille, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. It was my pleasure getting to know you better. Um, you have thank wonderful- you. Thank you for having me and for playing my music and just listening to it and listening to me talk. I, I truly appreciate that. You have a wonderful voice. I wish you much, much, much success. You know, eventually let's do an IG live. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to follow you. Um, and check everything out. Thank you. Hope you can make it to a show during the summer. Yeah, definitely. All right, everyone. <laughs> this is Chatting with Nat with international Latin artist Camille. She's awesome. Find her. You can find her on... Uh, Instagram is CV Mill Music uh, and on YouTube, CV Mill and CV Mill Music on Facebook.com, or you can just Google her. Until next time, on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.